Producer Michael Miracle here, and before we get into today's podcast, I'd like to quickly invite you to join the I Work For Him Nation. Being a part of the nation is all about being Jesus in your workplace, because you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. So, head to our website, iworkforhim.com, and click on the nation flag, then prayerfully consider joining the nation. We'd love for you to join us in this workplace movement. Thanks again for listening. Here's today's podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon, the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. And I want to just stop right now and welcome our guests, Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management. Luke and Dave, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jimbo. You you made it up to Atlanta safely. You ditched out on us. Uh, You know, it's all in honor of the fact next week we have such an exciting week as we broadcast from the Creation Museum in the Ark Encounter, and as I studied the path of Irma after I got out of my car after an 11-hour drive, I look at, hey, how come it is that Irma seems to be twisting over towards the Ark? Exactly. (laughs) Could it? But could it float again? That's the question. Could the ark float? But in order for us to make sure that we were going to be able to make it to Kentucky, we had to get out of Florida. But I got to tell you, even though we left at 3 o'clock this morning, there were 4 billion people on the highway today. It is amazing the exodus out of Florida. Still over half the world's population. I assume most of them are coming from the Miami area at this point. I don't know. On 75, I suppose, but I got to tell you, guys, it was an amazing journey. There were times once we we cut through the country roads, so we got to Lake City, Florida, and then jumped on 75, heading north, and there were times where on the south going southbound side of 75, where there were zero cars. Except maybe a few truckloads of water or Oh, there are tons of tons of trucks, almost no cars, and a lot of electrical uh, trucks with buckets so they can go trim and and repair power lines and things like that after Irma goes through. But, you know, I thought, you know, I I wanted to make sure that we took a moment and just date stamped this show as it is the the Thursday before Irma hits Florida. But Irma's already done a tremendous amount of damage across the Caribbean to some of our favorite vacation spots. And, uh, you know, and there's another hurricane Katia that's that's damaging another favorites the Grand Caymans and Cozumel and 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 but people died last night because of Irma you know those 206 mile an hour winds at 50 feet above the ground is what I heard on the air today uh, as I was listening to the radio coming up here And, and 10 people have died thousands have lost their homes and I really just wanted to take a minute to pray before we actually got into our conversation today Luke and Dave you guys okay with that yes sir Father, I just thank you for your provision. And I know that sometimes we don't understand what's going on. And and Lord, hurricane season is one of those things where in Florida for the last 13 years, for the most part, we've just kind of ignored it. But yesterday in preparation and coming and getting out of there this morning at three o'clock in the morning, Lord, we know that you are almighty and we know that this earth that you created is amazing and and, and the power that is displayed in that man is powerless in the face of that power. But God, we just pray that you would get the gasoline to Florida so people can get out of Florida, get the water to those people in central Florida who can't get water because bottled water is almost scarce and and can't be found. Lord, I just pray that you just let your peace settle, let people make great decisions, help them be patient in their driving as as millions of people are on the move right now in Florida. And God, we also pray for Georgia and for the Carolinas as they will likely face the brunt of Irma. And then if it to- turns into the country, 
and, and the flooding rains in Tennessee and West Virginia and maybe even Kentucky, Lord, we ask that you would just protect, help everybody. We've got plenty of notice. Just get people to be thinking and being proactive. And Lord, we know that this is a show about our workplaces, but, but our families are a priority. You gave us our families as a priority. God, help us just to set aside anything that has to do with work and get our families prepared for what faces us this weekend. And we ask all this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow. Okay. I mean, I got to tell you, my head is still buzzing from the 11-hour drive as we jumped yeah. out of the car at 2.20 today going, oh, my wow. gosh, we're on the air in 40 minutes. And oh, man. This but, but I know we've got some exciting stuff to talk about today, and, and I, I'm, I'm excited we get to do it. As we do the comparison today between preparing for retirement and preparing for eternity. I mean, I just love that idea. So, Dave, I'm going to start with you today. How long have you been preparing for eternity? Well, I'm glad you asked, but um, I really don't prepare for eternity. I mean, God's, God's prepared me for eternity before I entered my mother's womb, he tells me. And God's gotten a hold of me, and, and um, so I'm not quite sure I wouldn't, wouldn't, um, wouldn't rephrase that question. And there's nothing I can do to prepare anyway, you know, except it's more of a relationship. You you know, you don't prepare for a relationship, right? Okay, so Dr. Literal. Okay, so... <laughs> well, I'm just saying... Okay, so here's where I meant with the question. So, Luke, when I ask you the question, you'll understand it. For that question... Okay, fine. So I asked a bad question. All right, but what you're talking about? I don't feel bad. Okay, so I once did that. Hey, I I sent the you once did that. Wow. All right, so the question is: Okay, you 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 saw that your heavenly Father was reaching out to you, Dave. You 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 surrendered your life to to Jesus, and when you did that, you entered eternity already. Yeah. And so the relationship that you're working on with your Heavenly Father now is one that you will take into eternity. Yes. So what are you doing to make that relationship awesome? I don't, you know, I, I talk to him every day, obviously, in, in prayer. Um, I, I try to find out what he's telling me through Scripture and through the Holy Spirit. And besides that, it doesn't get much better. I mean, it's, uh, I, you know, I always, I have a, tr- I have trouble listening to people. I have trouble listening to God sometimes that, um, you know, I ignore him sometimes when he talks to me and then I chastise myself when, when he chastises me, which is, uh, you know, which I deserve. I, you know, I don't deserve anything from him. It's all grace on his part. I love the way you worded that. You have some, you have a hard time listening. Pam just called in and said, yes, he does. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, did. right, right, yeah. Jim, okay. She did, she, and she's texting me during the show as well. Oh, okay, right, so, right. Texting and driving at the same time? Texting, <laughs> driving, and calling into the show. Okay, yeah, so... I'm, I'm hoping she's boarding up my house. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, seriously, yes, Dave. Yes, you, yes. you, what, you went golfing today instead of putting up your hurricane shutters or what? <laughs> well, we just got back in town Tuesday night, late Tuesday night. And I didn't realize at that time everybody in Florida was already preparing for Irma and found out that, you know, so so I tried to get some water yet Tuesday night. There was no water already. I did manage to go like six different gas stations and fill up with gas. 
Wednesday morning, I went to Home Depot to see if I could get some. I'm pretty much pretty much covered, but I wanted to cover my uh, my vast glass expanse in the back of my house. But there was no wood, <laughs> so. <laughs> That's right. So you just got to hope for the best. Luke, what about you? As you as you have been walking with the Lord for a number of years, how are you preparing to take your relationship with the Lord into eternity? Uh, well, I'll answer the how you originally wrote the question because it was funny. I just simply wrote since 1998, January 98, because <laughs> that's when I had bad, bad prayed to receive Christ, and you know, and then when I turned my life over to Christ. But yeah, on ongoing. You know, just really, um, you know, being in Bible studies, studying the Bible, waking up every day in prayer, um, devoting time to Him every day, getting to know Him better. Um, you know, and it's not just scripturally, it's only, you know, it's other mentors, other people, um, you know, learning from others and how I can grow closer, you know, to God, how I can influence others, maybe how I can, you know, be, um, be rewarded by, you know, leading someone to Christ, you know, or, or having that opportunity to do that. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a continual thing. But as, you, as I mature in my faith, as my, as my growth uh, continues to, um, you know, to grow stronger, my, my faith, my reliance, my understanding of eternal things, um, you know, so, uh, yeah, it's just a constant growth. It's a con- in the Word, studying, praying, leading, how can I instruct others, you know, and point them back to Christ. Well, and really, as your jobs, I mean, you guys are helping people prepare for retirement, but not everybody gets to have a retirement. I mean, not everybody gets to gets to retire. I mean, some people die before they ever get there, and preparing for eternity, I would offer up, is a little more important than preparing for retirement, but they're both important. All right, Luke and Dave, as we contemplate eternity, and I, and I kind of threw down the bombshell, okay, not everybody that prepares for retirement actually makes it to retirement. Do you know the number, Dave Cruz, how many people prepare for retirement but don't make it to retirement? No, I do not. Really? You don't 75%? know? 75%? No. 75% don't make it to, to retirement? Well, not to retire. Oh, like to the age of retirement, yeah, right. like pass away. Right. Well, yeah. Twenty nine percent. Yeah. Twenty nine don't make it. That's right. Okay. So, but does that mean they shouldn't prepare? See that one. <laughs> well, yes. no, they might. They might be in the seventy one percent. Nicely put. That's what I was really trying to get on. That so many of us. We well, first of all, we've got two major decisions in our lives to make. Number one. Are we going to follow Christ or not? That's our eternity decision, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the second one is, are we going to spend more than we make? Hopefully not. It's not recommended procedure. <laughs> well, and what happens if we get to retirement and we've spent more than we made the entire lifetime? I, I, I guess you're going to work. You're going to keep you're... working or find a way to support yourself one way or the other. Or you're going to live in a van down by the river. That's or you're right. going to okay. be a burden to your family, heaven forbid. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. It takes time. I mean, you know, everybody's got to, is going to have an eternity, and 71% are going to have the opportunity to retire. Yet, how often do you see people put off those decisions until it's too late? I mean, 
I mean, it's 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 a sad thing that people put off the decision on eternity. We're like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm not gonna pay attention to this God stuff right now. I'm kind of busy. I'm having a good time living my high life, and and then because mm-hmm. we don't know when we're gonna die. No, but we also don't know if we're gonna make it for retirement. All right, enough of that negative stuff. Okay, <laughs> Luke, how long? That's nice. If somebody wants to answer that phone, we could put them live on the air. That'd be great. You can hear that. Oh man, oh, that's okay. So, Luke, how long have you been preparing for retirement? Well, um, I graduated, I I think I started right when I got out of college. I mean, if I remember back that far, Um, you know, but then with 2008. David, did you just hear that? (laughs) I heard that, man, and it makes me feel bad because I know I didn't. (laughs) Well, I didn't get to finish. So, you know, started in probably 2000 because I started my first job out of college in 2000. And then, um, you know, had a chance to start contributing to a 401k with some profit sharing and some stock options in the company I worked for, you know, but and did that, you know, for a little while. And then 2009 hit, 2009, 10 and 11. And, you know, it wiped out everything I had done for the previous seven, eight years. Um, You know, so then you you just start over again and hopefully you, you learn from, you know, those the, where I found I wasn't prepared is I was carrying too much debt during those times. Um, so, you know, th- this time going forward, I'm still doing doing the same things that I do with my incomes. There, nothing's ever guaranteed with what I do. Um, you know, but my debt, I'm other than my house and uh, a car payment. We don't have any other uh, debts outside of just your ongoing, you know, monthly living stuff. Um, so I'm more prepared if we do come into another uh, recession. But that that was such a dramatic recession. Um, well, and there's another lesson in there, I think, for a lot of lot of people. You know, Luke was young when that happened, so so he can he can say that. Yeah, I started over at that point because he was a young man. So as we get older, we got to make sure we avoid those situations because if you're 55 or 60 and that happens, mm-hmm. you no longer have that opportunity, or you may not have that opportunity to start where Luke did. So, well, Karen, so that's a good debt. lesson, right? Yeah, right, yeah, right. Definitely, so, the debt was a big deal. You, you know, having you, there's a time out. in your life where you can take more risks, right? Absolutely. And as you as you become older and do not have the time to replace that money, you have to you have to Talk to us. You know, Proverbs thirteen sixteen. it tells us, a wise man thinks ahead, a fool doesn't, and even brags about it. So, you know, I think uh, I kind of probably before 2008, you know, every there was no way, um, there was no way the market was going to, you know, have a crash. And, you know, there was nothing in sight that said crash. Um, it just happened. Um, you know, so now I'd hope to think that I'm a Proverbs 13, 16 wise man as I think ahead and try to plan. And I try to, you try to learn from the mistakes that you made, um, you know, but that, that's, that's one of the great things is it's one of the things that I try to teach clients as they are, that when you get to that 55 point, you really should be on, on a plan to have all your debt paid off, especially your major liabilities prior to retirement. Otherwise, you know, if you're paying a mortgage that's four and a half or five percent, when you're in retirement, you shouldn't be trying to stretch out your returns more than five or six percent. So now, if you're paying out a mortgage at four and a half or five, but you're returning six, you're really you're getting nowhere. You're you're going to be pulling from your your nest egg. And that's not the idea. So you know, getting into retirement 
or in that, that last five to ten years of your retirement uh, plan, planning, um, you know, you, you want to be having your major liabilities paid off. Okay, so let's just step back because as we make this comparison between getting prepared for eternity and getting prepared for retirement, what you just said, Luke, was so good. We want to make sure we have our debts paid. And that really goes back to that eternity kind of question. Because mm-hmm. you're saying people need to be, they need to be ready for retirement. Their, their, their major asset debts need to be taken care of. And we all know that one of the reasons you say that is because we're never really done buying cars because because right. <laughs> they right. don't last forever although my Honda minivan is coming very close to lasting you forever. Talk of, come on. I mean you you're so braggadocious about how long you keep your cars. I've had it. No I'm no no wait wait, wait look. Luke. The way yeah. of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, you, you, but you, you don't know, but see, you don't know the gym, the gym before I was restored. You don't know me. years old. No, I sold, I drove a thousand cars in a five-year period. A man with a thousand I drove a, I drove a different car every week for 15 years. No, And now you're this, happy that you've had one for 10 years. I get it. And it's a miracle. God healed me. All right, so. (laughs) A man with many horses. All right. All right, so I just want to make a clarification. that We got some listeners uh, texting us to go on. Hey, the, the, Luke and Dave sound like they're in a fishbowl. Well, ladies and gentlemen, because of Hurricane Irma, Luke and Dave stayed in their office. I'm up in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, in coming Georgia at the Cater Bed and Breakfast. And in these guys, we normally are all in the studio together. And today I had to split up the team. And so you'll just have to, I wanted them to be in the same room looking at each other and getting that nice camaraderie. The so bed and breakfast. Man, everybody's like, really feeling sorry yeah, right, for you right, right about now. I left the hurricane where we're being evacuated well, we'll probably be without power for several days to go to the bed and breakfast did you have a great breakfast this morning we we just we stayed in a bre- bed and breakfast in lake lure over the weekend that was fun i, I ate at mcdonald's this morning at three forty-five. so no <laughs> i didn't eat a great breakfast this morning oh, oh, tomorrow morning you'll get yes one, though, tomorrow right? morning i will get one i will okay so let's get back to this luke one of the comments you made hey you started right out of college and i said Really? I mean, that's what, did you already just say? But you said right out of college, but I'm not sure I can remember back that far. And that's what I was making that comment about because Dave's going, I definitely don't remember back to college. (laughs) All right. So Dave, when did you started preparing for retirement? I mean, when did you realize, Dave, in your life, because you're from a little, I mean, just a few years older than us. When did you realize, wow, I really need to save for retirement? When did it really kick in for you and Pam? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I can identify with many people out in the audience. Uh, although I I tried when I pretty much the same as Luke. When I got out of college, I worked for a a bank and they had a pension. I think if I still had that pension, which I don't, that would pay about fifty four dollars a month or, or something like that. What I mean, would you do with it all? No, it just means nothing. I mean, and that's another thing people have to consider is is the time value of money. But that's another discussion. But anyway, life life got in the way for many years. You know, when you have kids and and uh, sent three three daughters through a Christian school. Went through uh, through that into college and paying for college expense. There wasn't much that went into retirement savings. Mm-hmm. So really, I got down to brass tacks after after I got them married off. That made a big difference, right? <laughs> so about that was, that was huge. <laughs> so about five years ago, you got started, is what you're saying? 
No, they've been married for about twelve. So, so I'm, I'm, uh, and uh, and really, I did not have much saved at that point. But the Lord has certainly blessed. Mm-hmm. And and um, if something should happen to me tomorrow, Pam would not have to worry. And and uh, you know, what if I want to always say you're you're worth more dead than alive. <laughs> yeah, <earth>. that too, <laughs> that too. But but I, you know, if I chose to retire, I could I could get by. But. Um, but would the you Lord's... be able to play golf all the time? That's the yeah, question. right, right. And I'm not that good of a golfer, so I better keep working. <laughs> I might as well keep working. He is a good uh, advisor, that's for sure. <laughs> Luke, what's the what's the main number? People want to get a hold of you and set up an appointment with you and Dave to really sit down and talk through their entire investment portfolio and their retirement planning. You know everything yeah. that they're looking at. How, what's the best number to get hold of Luke Andrews? Well, well, Luke, it's always my cell, which I answer it all the time. I'm programmed differently. I don't work Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Um, Must be nice, right? Yeah, right. I work <laughs> Monday through Sunday. Anytime. Anyway, my, my, not my direct number, they can text me questions as well. But let me back up and say we would be honored to meet with you, okay? Ecclesiastes 11.2 even tells us, you know, when you're investing, invest in not just seven, but even eight, because you just don't know what disaster might be up ahead. So in Proverbs 15.12, here's another one. Just keep these in mind. If you have a little bit or a lot of bit, that is a word, a lot of bit. Uh, that's a correct grammar, by the way. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. So if you, if even if we've had um, clients come in just to share with us, and you know we, we've given them a good bill of health almost, saying, "Hey, you're doing a good job." We would like to find out if you're doing a good job on your own, or if you should use someone like us. Um, well, so we'd be honored to. But that's my number: seven two seven seven nine eight forty one eighty eight. And, and Dave, if people want to call you in the office, in fact, I want to test it because you got that phone ringing in the background today. Give out the office number on how to get a hold of Dave Cruz. Seven two seven five eight six five six five five. One more time. Seven two seven five eight six five six five five at Bel Air Wealth Management. And a nice gentleman by the name of Phil may answer, or any of us others may answer. But uh, we'd be glad to talk to anybody about their plans, their retirement plans, their savings plans, investment plans. Emergency funds. We love that stuff. Debt, how it all works together, what's good debt versus bad debt. That's all stuff you can help people with. Yes, it is, and and we'd love to do it. I just had a a conversation, as I mentioned, I was up in North Carolina over the weekend, and I talked to somebody um, that has... 401ks and two previous employments, and we had a good discussion about that because she thought she thought that was a uh, decent place to be. But but um, we reviewed that. It's a it's a great opportunity for her. And and um, you know, if you want to talk about 401ks and where that's invested, and maybe and maybe where it should be invested, we're glad to do it. No yeah. no fees for that type of stuff. Nope. Well, now if is are there any people? that are listening to the show today that you don't want to talk to? Well, well, of course, but I, I, I don't know if I would know how to recognize them until they called me. <laughs> right. No, because I like but, getting to know people. It, you know, if, if we're not a good fit uh, personality-wise, we're not going to be a good fit as your advisor. It, you know, we like to 
you know, we, we like the, the relationship is a very important part. So it's one of the things where we're, we're in constant contact with our clients. And if, and if we're, we don't have a good personality match, then it, you know, we, it may work out, but, but we would have to see. Realistically, we haven't met that person yet. I mean, there's, that's, a good that, point. That's, yeah. that's really going to be far and few between. Oh, okay, really... guys, I was just trying to feed Luke his typical line. He doesn't want to deal with cranky people. He wants to deal with nice people. <laughs> I don't, I've never used cranky. You can go back to all the shows. Okay. All right. What do you say? <laughs> just, we want to, you know, we just want to be a good, good outlook. Good be yeah. receptive, you know. It's okay. Just, you know what a good relationship looks like. You and Martha, great relationship, right? But I think right. Luke and I are easy to get along with, so that's yeah. not going to happen. That's, that's just not going to happen. Right. So. All right. So here's, here's the question. We're talking today about comparing, preparing for eternity, which is a given and preparing for retirement, which is a probability. Why do you think people don't seek an answer to their eternity question? Why do you think they avoid that? Well, I, 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 I would say it's not a very pleasant thought, right? I mean, um, one of the things that our culture, and not just really our culture in America, but it's a worldwide culture, you know, there's a universal acceptance or there's a universal path to God. And, you know, God inherently put that, you know, he stamped every one of our hearts with eternity-minded, you know. So that's why, I mean, whether you're a believer, non-believer, believer of a different religion, or wherever you're from, you have this eternal stamp of there's something else out there. Um, you know, people could have tricked themselves, or that Satan has deceived certain people into believing that they blocked this eternal stamp of their heart, but it has to, based on Scripture, it's, it's in stamped and ingrained in all of us. But, you know, our, our world teaches you self, you know, preservation. Uh, you know, it's, it's about you. It's about making your time here while you're alive the best that it can be, right? So it's an unpleasant thought when you start thinking beyond, these, beyond this world if you're not saved. Okay, I think so, there's really two two different types of people who will not make that step and and realistically look at God uh, and eternity. The, the first is that you know they simply do not believe in a God at all. They don't believe there was a creator. They don't believe there's an afterlife. That's 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 the first type of person. The second type of person, however, I believe there's a lot of people out there that think they are not good enough, and that's Satan's deception into that, oh, I'm not good enough, God would never love me, he wouldn't, he wouldn't accept me, I have to do something to earn my salvation, I'm not good enough. And, and that's Satan's great deception, I believe. And he, does, he does twist a lot of hearts. Go ahead, Luke. No, I was just going to say, and a lot of that stems from relationships with yes. the earthly fathers that, that people have grown up with. And, and the fathers in our culture specifically just have, you know, in, in de definitely in the last couple decades have just been doing a very poor job of just being there. You know, that was an amazing thing in that movie. If you've seen that movie, Jim, A Case for Christ. Yeah, I've seen it. You bet. The, um, he, that, that was a thing that he found out. We, the, the psychologist asked him, what was your relationship with your father? I thought that was an amazing part of the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it really does make a difference. And but but God can bring healing to that. He can heal that damaged yeah. relationship with our with our earthly fathers. But it is true. 
I deal with people all the time, Martha and I deal with people all the time in marriage mentoring. If they've had a rough relationship with their earthly father, they have a very hard time understanding the loving, unconditional forgiveness of of a heavenly father. So, Mm. all right, so let's talk a little bit about preparing for retirement. We said at the beginning of the show today, first of all, I also want to bring up, hey, we're giving away a book today, The Recovering Spender. If you're one of those people that has spent too much and you want to be a recovering spender, how to live a happy, fulfilled, debt-free life, Call into the studio line at 877-943-9673 and get a copy of the book or email me, jim at iworkforhim.com. We said at the beginning of the show that 71% of people make it to retirement age, but 29% don't. How many people are actually prepared and are ready for retirement, Dave? Well, I was, it was kind of interesting. I looked up, uh, you had a question, what is the average savings of a 50-year-old? Yeah. And the, the, median, the median savings is $8,000 a year for a 50-year-old. So that's so, how much they're saving a year, eight grand a year? No, that's their total. That's their total they have <laughs> oh. saved by that point. And median as opposed to mean, a median being 50, 49% above that and 49% below that. Because average, the mean average gets a little, a little, um, little bent out of shape because there's some people who have, you know, Jeff Bezos has $90 billion. That kind of throws everything out of kilter. <laughs> but I'm right? sure he'll, I'm sure he'll right? share. So we got to talk median rather than mean, so... So. Well, but you know, how what percentage of people do you see are really ready for retirement? I mean, that are really ready to go. They're ready to they're well, sixty-five. They're ready to retire. Most of them, ready or not, here it comes. So, so I, that's another lesson. I mean, well, they're they're ready. Do they have? Are they going to live the lifestyle that they would like to live? It's another question. I mean, they're ready, ready or not, they're ready. Well, baby boomers, because we're, you know, um, Gen Xers and millennials, right? We're, we're several years away from retirement, 20-plus years in most cases. But as far as baby boomers, 55, if you're currently 55 and up, right, that's, that's about the baby yes, boomer yes, age, right? Today we're talking today with Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management. You know we've talked a lot. I want you guys to get comfortable with Luke and Dave because these are two guys that can change your life. Sitting down with them, they'll give you a realistic perspective on where you are financially and what you need to do to be prepared for eventual retirement and eternity. Not only will you have a conversation about your money, these guys can talk to you about how you can be prepared for your eternity. They're both very important discussions, but of course, the eternity conversation, more important than the retirement conversation. And I know that just grated on their nerves because I just said something was more important than preparing for retirement. But Luke and Dave, as we look at that average savings for a 50-year-old, I found a statistic that the average savings for a 50-year-old was 43 grand, okay? And, and, but that the net worth of, of 55 to 64-year-olds, the net worth, 42 grand. What do you yeah. do with 42 grand when you're planning on retirement? And they said the average retirement is 18 years, 42 yeah, grand. And, um, yeah, and just, to, just to piggyback on that, you know, Dave has a good point where the mean versus the median, but um, not to confuse anyone, let's just go, yeah, you hit it. So 42500 is the, the average savings. That would be the mean, you know, that's taking okay. into consideration, you know, Jeff Bezos. and then Oh, that's what Dave was trying to say? Well, I totally you know, didn't get yeah, that. I, did say. I know, but it didn't make sense people, to me. There's, so there's several over 55. 
55 that have zero savings. So, I mean, you know, I, it, it's an average for a reason. But I just wanted to hit on what someone at the age of 50 should have. Okay. In, in, so in, in order to, to, to retire with, you know, we'll just say a dignity. Dignity would be meaning you're not, you know, living off the system or assistance from family members and so forth, and you're able to stay in your home. It should be at the age of 50, you should be somewhere around $212,000. In, in retirement savings or assets, you know, not, not, not real estate. Those are, those are, you know, a non-liquid asset. It is an asset, but, you know, it, now let me back up. If your home is free and clear, then, you know, you do have a very strong, um, you know, asset that could, you could access the equity if you needed to. Um, but anyway, 212000 is where a 50-year-old should be. Okay, so somebody comes into your office and they go sit down with Luke and Dave from BelairWealthManagement.com. They sit down with you guys and they've got, they're one of the $50,000 people. They're 50 years old. They've got 50 grand saved up. How do you help them get where they need to be before 65? Well, I'll I'll give you a real life example. Um, We had a client, 62 years old. She was two years away from when she thought she wanted to retire. 26 years with the same employer. They decided to let her go. Um, so what we did is we, she came in, we took all of her income, her, she brought in her tax returns, her mortgage statements, her homeowner's insurance, her auto insurance, you know, just, you bring everything, all your debts, any credit cards, your statements, so we can check out the debt. What we did is we advised refinancing, so she refinanced her first mortgage and combined it with her second mortgage, and immediately just on that one transaction alone, she started saving $700 a month or $8,400 per year. Next thing we did is we looked at her, her homeowner's insurance. She was paying a little over 2100 We were able to get that down to 1100 so we saved another $1,000 there. The auto insurance, we were able to get that down $500 a year. So we, we essentially created almost $10,000 of net income for her without her going to get a job or adding and doing anything differently. So we don't just look at your assets. That's one part of it. Yes, we rolled over her 401K into an IRA but it's more than that. It's the big picture. It's reorganizing the debt. It's are you overinsured? Are you underinsured? You know, are you paying too much on the mortgages with the rates how they are today? So, and everybody's needs are, are different. So we don't do that for everybody. Uh, the lo- lot of people just say, okay, here's, here's what I have saved, invest it for me, and that's fine too. Yeah. They, they don't want somebody to, to do a budget for them. They've done that all their life. They do it well. That's not a big deal. Okay, so, so we'll just manage their portfolio. But, but Luke's point is great. We, we can do as much or as little as what they want, yeah. what they need. But how fun is it for you guys to, t- to get somebody and, and they're like putty in your hands where you could say, hey, here's what you have. Let us show you what amazing things God has shown us how to do with your finances. I mean, God has he gifted both of you guys to do that. How fun is it to see that put into action and you guys get to help really minister to people in helping them prepare for retirement? I, I guess like any job, Jim, that, that you take pride in and, and you can say at the end of the day, hey, that was a great day. I've got something done. I'm proud of the work I, I've done uh, with God's grace and God's help and, and prayer. Um, we, we accomplished something. Yeah, that's, that's why we're here. Yeah. 
Well, Luke, what about you? You've got less years in doing this, but you've partnered up with Dave as you have gotten to see how God has taken your, and you've had extensive experience in the mortgage background, in the insurance world, in real estate, and now in being a financial advisor, packaging them all together. You bring so much wisdom to the table and experience to the table. Mm-hmm. How, how fun is it to see God use all of your experience when you sit down with a client? Yeah, it is. It's it's really unique, um, and I do I, I like to think that's one of my competitive advantages. Is I don't know any other advisor that can help someone build a real estate portfolio, which is considered an alternative investment to help them generate, you know, help them identify the right property to generate the right type of return. Um, also, making sure that it's insured properly, that it's not overinsured, that you have the right insurance. And then tying it in with the investment side, you know, I, I do say that I wish I would have started on as a financial advisor 10 years ago, but I wouldn't have been prepared with all the other things that I add value and I bring to the table. So, you know, at the end of the day, we like to say we try to help people make good decisions with their wealth. And that's just not meaning you have a lot of money, right? The wealth is just your stuff. It's your, it's your insurance, it's your life insurance, your car insurance, your auto insurance, your, any of your liabilities, you know, what money. You know, we try to be the CEO of your family, right? Every dollar needs to be working somehow. Um, so being able to tie it all together and, and use those experiences, yes, it is. It's, you know, not every client requires all that, so that's not, you know, but the ones that do, it is very, very exciting. It's fun. It's, and it's, it's yeah. been very helpful for me to have Luke available. He's yeah. younger and stuff, but his experience outside the strictly portfolio area that, that I like to work with um, has been very meaningful for me and, and some of my clients have used him. I've, I've, my brother-in-law's used Luke, and he yeah. does a great job for him. I'm, yeah. I'm and... Yeah. And Luke yeah. knows how to return emails, and he, he can text. <laughs> it's oh, awesome. Text messages, all of it, right? Oh, oh man. Man. Well, it's good that you partner. It's good that you partner up with Luke, that young, that youngster that he is. That's what makes. That's what makes you guys a good team. That makes. That's what makes you guys a great team because you guys pull it all together and really, really help people out. Let's get back to the conversation, the imminent conversation, where, by the way, if you want to buy beach property and you have a lot of cash, today may be the day. If if you want to buy a piece of property and not be able to buy the insurance, though, you won't be able to get insurance, but you can buy a nice piece of property today. Luke, let's just uh, Luke and Dave. Let's just talk about what, how people should be getting prepared for this weekend in the southeast, because there's a lot of uncertainty, which is one of those things why, you know, if if all you have is what you have here on Earth, this is an extremely disconcerting weekend. Mm-hmm. If, if you know, but when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ and what He's done on the cross, all the stuff is just stuff, and we recognize that as long as we have our families and our and our lives, none of that stuff really matters. Yet. You guys talk to people all the time, and, and they think that their stuff really defines them. Yet we're going to find out this weekend there will be people that that exit this weekend in the southeast, and they will have nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you said that, Jim, because that's so important to keep in mind with all of this. You know, we mentioned what 50-year-olds should have and stuff, but yet the Bible says don't put your faith in that. Mm. I right. mean, you know, we should prepare. We should do the best we can, being good stewards for for what God has given us. But at the same time, that's not where our faith is. I mean, that that could disappear for any of us tomorrow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and seeing the... Uh, the literally. Literally. Well, maybe yeah. not tomorrow, but maybe Saturday. 
Yeah. <laughs> Monday or whatever. Monday or Monday, yeah, right, but right, yeah right. the uh, Hurricane Harvey photos, when you do, you know, see the people walking with, you know, a backpack. Exactly. Um, that's it. I mean, you really realize how how finite, you know, you, you just, there's, you are in control of nothing but the backpack that's on your back. Yeah. And, the and sometimes to- you don't even get that. Sometimes yeah. you don't even get that. Yeah. Luke and Dave with Bel Air Wealth Management. Find them online at belairwealthmanagement.com. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you guys later. Stay Thank safe you, this Jim. weekend. All right, Jimbo. Thank you, sir. And make sure you guys heed the call from the Weather Service, the National Weather Service of Florida Governor, the Georgia Governor. Hey, you can replace your home. You can't replace your family. Get safe. Get out of those coastal communities. Get high and dry and get, keep some water around you. But thanks for tuning in today. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field. But ultimately, I work for him.